Welcome to Level Up, the podcast that's dedicated to the higher education community that brings you countless stories of employees, students, and the faculty's journey in this remote world we live in. We will explore the many adversity that each one of us experience and share our story to inspire and inform. This is your host, Dr. Leland, a serial educator, an opportunities designer, and a compassionate leader. Level up listeners, today I have a special student, mentor probably for a lot of people. Her name is Michelle Sarami or Shelly Inspires. Michelle, welcome to Level Up. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, Dr. Leland. How are you doing? And thank you for having me on your show. Awesome. And I'm so glad that you're here today and hopefully we can inspire our listeners and help someone out with their juju, bad juju in their life, and inspire people. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, well, let's start. My name is Michelle Cerami, also known as Shelly Inspires, and I'm a life coach. I have one son, Louis James Cerami, and here a little bit more about my background. Uh, I had worked for the government for 10 years from 1990 to 2000. I decided to resign from my position in 2000 because I wanted to raise my son and be a stay-at-home mom. So in November of 2000, several months after having my son, uh, I found a lump in my right groin area, and I immediately knew that I had cancer. Don't ask me how I knew. It's just like this feeling that overcame me. Can't explain it, but I don't suggest people do what I'm going to say next because I waited a whole month before I made an appointment with my primary care physician which Dr. Leland is probably not good, right? No, let's not do that. For anyone listening, yes, if you please. feel something is in your please. gut, like, let's get it going. Yes, get it going. I mean, me, that was just from my perspective, and I just had that feeling. But, okay, so then from December of 2000 to May of 2001, I had to endure, you know, numerous tests, which is, you know, the CAT scans, the bone marrow aspirations, the bone density tests, the complete um, blood counts, Surgery, how many times, right? Several. Uh, Four rounds of chemotherapy, you know, feeling ill for weeks after having chemotherapy. It was like three weeks of, okay, I'm good now. And guess what? On the fourth week, I got to have another round. Like, okay, no, but you know what? I had to do it. Losing my hair, I think, was the biggest thing because, like, my hair is my thing to people who know me. I just love my hair. And I was like, you know what? I had my sister shave it off and that was gone. Okay, then it was the gaming gap, the 25 pounds on prednisone within three months because anybody who's been on prednisone, it just makes you eat constantly and gets you a little crazy inside and you feel like you don't want to sleep. But you know what? The doctor prescribed it because he knew it was going to help with the treatment and that was uh, the treatment that I had was CHOP, the HLP, and four weeks of radiation. Thank God that was done. And then I had my final radiation treatment on my birthday, May 13, 2001. So for anybody that wants to know, I had um, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, large B, diffuse cells, stage one. Okay. So after my treatment and while I was raising my son, you know, I decided to search for like on, on, you know, the online undergraduate degrees in criminal justice because, you know, I really thought about a career in law enforcement because anybody that knows me since I'm a kid knows I wanted to be like a New York City police officer. That's all they know. Michelle wants to be a cop. Okay. So after careful and extensive research, you know, I came across to the Empire State College, 
And honestly, the online experience for me at that time was pretty wonderful because, you know, I had to mail in my assignments to my professors and I was able to spend, oh my gosh, so much ample time with my son. And I loved it because I got to go to school and take care of him. And, you know, still to this day, I'm very grateful that I had that opportunity to be a stay-at-home mom. So when I graduated from SUNY Empire State and with my bachelor's in science and community and human services in uh, May 2013, I just knew that I wanted to pursue a master's in healthcare. You know, I'm a people person and I love helping others and, you know, solving complex problems. And I've been, I think, counseling people since I'm in, in grammar school. So, and I still do that today. But I love it, though, because that's why I'm here. So um, before I completed my degree with SUNY, you know, I pretty first an array of online budget programs. And, and you know what? Something New Hampshire University just resonated with me and, you know, the programs that they had available. And then I came across, you know, the Master's in Healthcare Management and Administration because, you know, at that time I knew that I wanted to possibly, like, manage the department in healthcare. So I had previous experience working in two hospitals as an ER concierge and an ER discharge clerk. And then I decided, you know, to resign from the position as an ER dis- uh, discharge clerk after three months of service there because, you know, I just knew I had this calling, like, I wanted to pursue my master's on a full-time basis. So... I was so happy that, you know, I graduated with a Master of Science in Healthcare uh, Management Administration in January 2016. And, you know, through the years, and even though I did not seek employment in the healthcare field, you know, I was a stay-at-home mom, which I loved. And I, I was my son's special education advocate, you know, through his school years in grammar school and high school. So it wasn't until, like, 2019 that I decided to, you know, dabble with becoming an entrepreneur. You know, something that I really didn't think that I could do. But you know what? Everything is possible, right, Dr. Leland? If you want to do something, try it. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, and it's just taken me some time to, like, to decipher which business, you know, which best suit my brand. And it's just after a lot of time and research. And, like, what do I want to do? And, you know, I had cancer and this and that. And where's my niche? And just thinking about it all. Um I just knew that I just wanted to share this with the world, you, you know, everything that I've been through and just to help people see, like, oh, my perspective and how she's done and how she's a cancer survivor and, wow, she's overcome so much. So, in saying so, I built Shelly Inspires in January 2020. So, Shelly Inspires is my business name, um, my business name, and I'm a life coach. So, honestly, I decided to go into um, life coaching because I've been so much trauma in my life since, since childhood. So, here I am, this 21-year cancer survivor. I'm also a sexual assault survivor and a two-time domestic violence survivor. And the fact that, you know, I've been on my like, own spiritual journey for the last seven years, which is pretty wonderful because it just gives you a different way of looking at life. And I've seen and heard of so much trauma, you know, from my friends' lives, families' lives, and people that I meet, you know, even on the street, and there's people you talk to. And I just, you know, I'm so guided to help and support people on their healing journey. And I can help clients because I have over, you know, 25 years of life experience and the education. And so happy that, like, after going through my divorce in 2020 and moving out of New York in 2022, I could say that I'm happily residing in Arizona now. And life couldn't be better. And honestly, I, Dr. Leland, I never thought that I would make the move here. If I just was like living in the fear and fear keeps you stuck and stagnant. But in all honesty, I did it for my mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being. And so glad that I made this move. Yeah, I'm so glad too. And I, you know, I was actually reflecting on that. Like, 
I can't believe that was 2016 that I've I've known you since. Like seriously, I thought it was just two years ago. Okay, like right. Yeah, <laughs> when you gave me that perspective, I'm like, whoa, you know. And I can't let Let's talk about a little bit about like being a stay at home mom because I was a stay at home mom for at least ten years. I took care of my kids. I had two small kids. Okay. My husband actually travels a lot for work before, and so I'm a stay at home mom. And I'm sure we have a lot of listeners. There's also a stay at home mom who's thinking about. Going back to school, we have kids. Like, how was that for you in that aspect? Was it scary? Was it like what made you actually say, you know what? Just because I'm a stay-at-home mom, I'm gonna go back to college. Yeah, because I wanted to do something with my life. I mean, I knew I wanted to say, you know, be a New York City police officer, and then I investigated to the Empire State College, and I knew I needed my not even my associates. It was a, like. With under 60 college credits, so I said, oh, I'm going to, like, get my associates. I'm going to be a cop. And, like, you need, I could do this at home. This is wonderful. So I say to anybody that's a stay-at-home mom, absolutely do it. You will have the time because I didn't have that time to travel. Because you got to remember now, if you're going to go to a regular brick-and-mortar school, you're going to be traveling. You're going to be getting in the car. You're going to be commuting. Maybe be a bus or a train. What do you do? You could put your child in daycare. I mean, some people do it, and I think that's great if you could figure it out. But you know what? From my perspective and from my opinion, I think the online way is, is just the way to go because you get to spend time with your family and have that, like, you know, it's like that work life balance, but the school life balance, which I think is wonderful. And if you can do it, I'd say more power to you and just, just try it because you never know what's going to happen. You just need to take that first step. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that because I think I'm sure a lot of moms are yeah. stay-at-home moms and just the fact that your your journey, your journey from just being Shelly to being a mom to being a cancer, you know, survivor to domestic violence survivor and like you make it sound like it's just happy place all the time, but I know it wasn't. So Thank you for being here and all the journey that you've gone through, but I'm sure my listeners are curious. How did we meet? Yeah. Well, you were my professor for my capstone course in 2015. That was just a wild back. It's just a wild ride when I thought about it. I'm like, 2015? Really, Shelly? I've known you that long? Yes. Wow. Yes, you we, have. We keep in contact. That's yeah. good. Now, what was what has your yes. academic journey been like? Oh, my goodness. My academic journey has had ups and downs, believe me. Nothing is ever stays the same. So, I mean, let's go back. So I went to community college from 1989 to 1990. And honestly, at that time, I was not able to be fully president in school because you know, I was 18 and, you know, I thought I knew it all. And it, it just wasn't for me. So I actually wasn't until I was 31 that I decided, you know, to pursue an undergraduate degree. So and then another fact was, you know, going through cancer and then raising my son. And it was sort of like, what type of careers are like I want to pursue? Because like your parents always have this this vision of what you should do. And it's like, no, what does Michelle want to do, right? What do I want to do? So many of um, the careers that I was like looking into, whether it was healthcare or, you know, criminal justice required that I receive either an associate or bachelor's degree. So uh, during my undergraduate degree, I had to submit, which I was great about, you know, you submit the assignments usually within three weeks. And I always made sure that I had ample time blocked out to do all my assignments, you know, and plus raising my son because, you know, if something came up and you need an extension because it does happen, believe me, it does happen to me. I always made it a point to email my professor and just ask for the extension and they always granted it. Just as long as you keep, here's a point, 
skeptical and you can see you can talk to the professional. Let them know what's going on because they don't know if you don't ask and tell them what's going on. And be honest with them because life happens, okay? Mm-hmm. So it then wasn't really until I fully engaged with this master's program that at times I felt it was just really intense because it was, because it's nothing like the undergraduate degree. Everything moves at a fast pace and you have to keep up. And from my perspective and for what I did, I, I made sure to only take two to three classes or maybe two because it's, I wasn't able to handle more than that. If you can handle three, four, five, I say absolutely do it. But just make sure you know what you're getting into because you're going to be busy, which is good. Maybe it's good in a way, maybe not, but you just got to do what's best for you. Like I said, again, the master's program just moves at a big pace. And so I had to make sure, once again, that I block that time to, um, and in my schedule in my book I write you know time to read and then post my questions during the week and then you had to answer a student's um, response by a Thursday and every Sunday there's an assignment so I say if you have excellent time management skills just make sure you keep everything in a day planner and you should be good to go wow that's true that that is true in terms of like making sure you have ample of time to really Mm -hmm. put in the time to, you know, do your assignments and then talk to your professors if you really need extra time. That's great. Communication is a key. How has it been since your graduation? Oh, since I graduated with the Master's in Healthcare Management, you know, Administration in January 2016, I have to say that, you know, I I really felt a huge accomplishment within myself. And I have to say this, too, because I'm the first one in my family to get a master's degree. I have other family members that got their bachelor's degree, but it's just like, Oh, I got this man. It makes you feel good when you accomplish it and you do it yourself because who's going to do the work? Well, you're going to put in the time and, and do all the resources and the paperwork. So I'm happy about that. And I really thought I was ready, to be honest with you, to pursue in healthcare and just apply for so many years. And you got to remember now, when I lived in New York, New York is very, very competitive. Mm-hmm. So I said, like, okay, so it wasn't until I was employed in 2019 because I, I worked with. Um, Two wonderful women. I was a senior self and seniors. I was a senior companion. I did that for several months and enjoyed it. But I was still serving like my purpose as my son's special education advocate. And I think that's why I leaned more towards that because I wanted to make sure that before my son graduated from high school, that he had everything that he needed to thrive and survive in school as well as outside of school. Yeah, you're um, your son's. You're your son's advocate, but now. With all your experiences, you're going to be everyone's advocate, right? Just to kind of keep up yes. and be positive. Um, was there a moment during your academic journey that you feel like giving up? Like, how did you get inspiration to continue on and finish? Oh, my gosh, Dr. William. There were so many times that I felt like giving up. Probably more times than I can count on my two hands, honestly, because you know, the, the academic journey is just great, but the course load, you know, it, and the fact that it was just very time consuming, but you know, when I reflect and look at that, I'm like, that's the piece why I signed up for. So it's just like, I got to do it. And sometimes I'm like, I would wait, honestly, I would wait till Sunday to do two papers because the, uh, I wouldn't think happen like that. Like I, I'm very like time consuming now. So like we crunch time. I do such great work when it's when I'm under the pressure and to say a lot of people don't work like that but that's just my style of working because then I know I have to get it done so I'm like oh okay so I sat eight nine ten hours and knocking out two papers (laughs) (laughs) which is kind of crazy but that's the way I work you know and I enjoy that and you know just a lot of inspiration to get me going on my academic journey this is what I do for myself and I could suggest this to anybody else just put a little bit of this out you know 
I love working out. I say work out and I love writing like my monthly goals, you know, and just taking a look at my son and like, I want to build this beautiful life, not only for myself, but for him. You know, and my son honestly was the reason for a lot of my strength and, you know, my commitment because first of all, I was doing this for myself, of course, you know, and then showing my son, like, this is what dedication and hard work, you know, will do for you and your future. Not only my future, but for his future too. Yeah. And I think it's really wonderful Mm -hmm. that you're, you know, as a parent, as a mom, you're your Mm -hmm. son's role model. Like, hey, if my mom can do it after all this, you know, adversity that she's gone through, I can do it too. Right. Right. Yeah. Now, after all of those sleepless nights and challenging times of your life, what did you learn about yourself? Oh, gosh. What didn't I learn? Well, when I learned about myself during believe me, plenty of sleepless nights, okay, and and challenging times, you know, was the fact that uh, I just had this drive and desire to succeed no matter what. And here's a little takeaway, too. If anybody tells you you can't do it, don't listen to them. Listen to your God. Listen to what you want to do because you're the only one who can get it done. Because if people are going to tell you you can't do it, you know what? People that say that are people that aren't doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So I say, Go Godspeed and, and do what's best for you. And, and and you know what I always kept to? I always kept the day planner. That's me. I'm old school. I like to write things down. And that helps to keep me, you know, accountable, helps to keep me on track, especially with assignments. And, you know, like I said, if, you, if I had any questions or needed assistance, me, I would always never hesitate to reach out to my professors. And I'm sure you can attest to this too, Dr. Leland, because I'm sure I've reached out to you many times in the past. <laughs> yeah. Via email. So yeah. Days, calls, texts, yeah. email. Um, and that's really wonderful. But but I wouldn't be able to communicate with you if you weren't proactive in your own academic journey, right? You have to be your Correct. own cheerleader to to mm-hmm. know where you need to be. Sometimes you don't really need to know where you're exactly going, but you just have this feeling like you need to do it. But being proactive, yep. open communications. I love the fact that you have a, a day planner. What's your favorite day planner for those who wants to actually start having a day planner? Oh, good. You, you know, what I actually did was I went to like a Hallmark store. I mean, you can get like any type of book or journal, because I mean, I have one here and it says, no one ever made a difference by being like everyone else. You know, you, you get these little nice with flowers on, a little something, a little zen thing. And I see anything that makes you happy. You always have to buy yourself a regular notebook. That's to be as simple as that on a piece of lo- loose leaf. I mean, you don't have to go crazy. You can go crazy if you like, but why not? Mm-hmm. Do it. Do it. Be, be creative, right? Yeah. Sure. I have a little OCD. I'll probably put like different colors of pens and strawberry smelling pens. Like I feel like a little girl when I'm in high school, you know, that's what I used to do is doodle and put circle. And my teacher's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm taking notes. Yeah. I'm making bullets for those notes, you know? Wow. Yeah. Can you share a moment of your life that helped you because of your education? Oh, sure. Well, um, a moment of my life that really helped with my education is, is when I built my, you know, brand as a life coach. I mean, honestly, I, I take my business very seriously and I'm really happy and thrilled that I have my master's in healthcare administration management because it absolutely speaks volumes about who I am as a person, you know, a life coach and a student. And I'm just like well prepared to take on, you know, challenges that a potential client will bring you know, with the, whatever they're facing in their life and just to be able to support and guide them on their uh, overall health and healing journey. Wow, that's actually a pretty amazing um, type of business. Now, 
what if any as far as your business like how would they find you oh sure people could you know email me if they if they like it they could just go silly inspires at outlook.com or they could find me you know on instagram silly inspires 555 and i also have a website it's shellyinspires.org. That's why I encourage people. You could email, you can check out the site, see what I'm all about. And I have a number on there too, or email is fine. Perfect. Or they can email me and I can connect them to you. That's amazing. That's good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, what would you tell our listeners who are thinking of going back to school? Like any tips for success? Oh, sure. I have many. Okay. Let's start. Um, I would tell your listeners, you know, if they're thinking of pursuing a career, First of all, this is important is to, you know, do your due diligence, you know, and choose the right university that fits all your needs, not anybody else's needs. Now, this is your needs because you're going to be spending four years at this university, whether you decide to, you know, dorm there or stay at home. This is your choice. Um, I mean, it could be an online or brick and mortar school. I mean, honestly, you're the only one who knows what's best. And I would also suggest, you know, visiting the schools, getting to know. Uh, everything about it, make sure you talk to current students, make sure you talk to professors, make sure you talk to alumni. And so you're just going to get that gut feeling whether it's you or it's not. And in addition to that, just, you know, being successful at school, you really have to stay focused on like the end goal. Okay. So like, what do you want to accomplish in four years? Be thinking about this now because it's going to make so much sense, you know, and like, just what do you want for yourself in your career in four years? For me, I'm old school, so I love to write everything down. Now, I know a lot of students keep their schedules right on their iPhone, on their Android, mm-hmm. on their iPad. I'm sure we all, we all do that. I mean, I do that, but already just a little old school, which is kind of nice in a way. Um, let's see. I would also just, you know, keep in the day planner, which is, I just love this day planner. And, you know, write down your assignments and when they're due, you know, if some, you know, because of some reason, like, say, the Internet's not complying because this happened to me before. You have to have a hard copy. And I would think I would be freaking out if I didn't have a hard copy. But being old school, writing things down, you know, it helps you, too. And even if you want to record the class, right, for the session, all you have to do is you have the notes and write everything down and you're good to go. And, you know, another great thing is. Working with other students also helps because you need to find support, you know, and people who share your common goals and dreams because, as I can attest to this, uh, I just can't do everything all by myself. Like, I have to learn how to delegate responsibilities. And another thing that has helped me through the years is when I need help to ask for it. So that's what I would suggest because usually I don't and I do everything by myself. But I'm learning to ask people if I need help. Listen, I need help at the end of the day. Yeah. That's actually really great, finding support and people who share common goals and dreams because your cohort, your classmates, is actually should be your potential study buddy, right? And and sometimes, actually, after your master's program, you're like, oh, maybe we should get our doctorate or our PhD. And you never know after that conversation and you kind of having a good vibe with each other and, and pull each other up and say, okay, we could do this. What's our goal, right? So that's a great tip. Now, if you were to go back to school again, since we're in school conversation, what would you do differently? Well, if I were to go back to school again, I believe I would definitely do it a little bit differently than I did the first time. I mean, I would take like so much time, the necessary time to just research different, you know, the two-year and the four-year universities and, you know, just what they have to offer. 
And I think instead of pursuing like my associates like I did, I probably just would have went and pursued the four-year, you know, degree in criminal justice or social work while I was in school because I also thought about becoming a social worker, hence the life coaching, right? And then I would have done a lot of extensive research, you know, in companies that I would be applying to after graduation, you know, and, and the possibility of relocating out of New York. I mean, doesn't mean you got your education in New York if you have, why couldn't you? Do my studies. And it also shows, you know, that I have the time management, emotional intelligence, and just shows how dedicated that I am now and how dedicated I will be to that potential employer. Yeah, that's true. Do you have anything else that you would like our listeners to have, like a last thing that you would want to inspire? I would just tell people whatever dreams that you have, and other people's dreams, don't pay attention to what other people are doing. Because I know I've done that when I was younger. Like, oh, this person's getting that. That person's getting that. Well, guess what? That's their journey. I've learned to, like, be happy for people. Because when you're happy for people, you put more of that happy and positive vibration out there. So just concentrate on yourself. And no matter what your dreams or goals are, I say write them down. Because, you know, manifestations, write it down. Because positivity is key. And you'll see it happen. And you, you could change your whole life. Look how I'm here in Arizona. At 50, did I ever think I'd be here at 50 years old? No. And living in another state? No. Absolutely not. But I did it, and I have 365 days of sunshine. And, I mean, I'm interviewing, and things are great, and it's like nothing was transpiring in New York. And, and I did it for myself, and I'm like, this is wonderful. It's like I'm ready for the next journey at 50. So I would just tell your listeners, don't be afraid. Don't let fear stand in your way because I let fear run my life for 25 years. That's a long time. Yeah. But this is why I'm here just to help people and to teach them that you can live your dreams. It's just one step at a time. And it's all in your mind and your heart. Yeah. And actually believing in yourself that you can, right? Because sometimes you have yeah. a lot of noise in that head. A lot you do. of noise and negativity. Um, but I think for me, what I've got out from you and what an amazing journey that you've gone through and for anybody out there who's going through either a sickness an illness or just negative juju, I call it right. Uh, yes. contact Shelly, just have a conversation and see where that transpires and, and let's create this positive community that, you know, out of all this negativity that we hear in the news, nothing positive at all. Um, you know, Correct. try to stay positive and enjoy your, your life every day and surround yourself with like-minded people who wants to, to do better and who wants to be happy. And if you're sick right now, it's not forever, I'm hoping, and stay positive in that attitude, right? I mean, Shelly can do it. I'm sure other people are listening who are sick or not sick or just basically mentally exhausted um, yeah, Shelly's here are. for you. Now, Shelly, can um, can you spell yeah. your Instagram for everyone who's listening? I'm sure. So it's Shelly Inspires, S-H-E-L-L-Y, Inspires, I-N-S-P-I-R-E-S, 555. Nice. So we, hopefully you can find her. And thank you so much for being here with me today and inspiring our listeners. And uh, what an amazing journey. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. William. I really appreciate your time. And thank you so much for having me. And I hope anybody that's listening, that it resonates with them and they can just get on their journey in health and healing. All right. Amazing. Have a fantastic day, guys. (laughs) 
Thank you for listening to my podcast today. If you want to be a guest on my podcast or have questions, email me at levelupbydocleland at gmail.com. Docleland spells D-O-C-L-E-Y-L-A-N-D at gmail.com. I will see you soon in my next episode. Stay connected, informed, and inspired. Until next time. Thank you.